You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Now we're on we're a man down today, gentlemen. A man down. Uh-oh. Our guy Rami. Oh, no. We've got a we've got a staff full of uh, of of migrainers here. Derek Wetmore is a migrainer. That would guy be Rami's a migrainer. That would be hell. Rami was like, I I'm gonna take a nap. I'm just gonna take a nap. I'm gonna I might come in grind it out. No, <laughs> nah, man, just stay. That's okay. <laughs> just, it's okay. Just stay. It's all good. I've been there. Don't do that. It's, been it's been not fun. Yeah. Oh, you're a it migrainer sucks. too. Every once in a while, this sucks. Oh, it sounds awful. Yeah. Have you fair. ever? I've never. Well, hold on. I don't think so. I don't knock on wood. I've I don't, never had a migraine. I've had some bad head pain before, but I don't think it's a migraine. That's only when you're thinking about dr- the wild. And I've the been drinking, deadline. or when he's trying to figure out how next to say Antonio Brown to the Vikings is really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I finally just gave up today, didn't I? I finally just gave up. It's okay. You literally just said, "I'm done. I'm out," and you threw your headphones down. Look, I did not throw my headphones down. I said, I'm out, and Chip was talking about it, so it was just fine. I did not throw my headphones down. I was not unprofessional. I just said all I have to say. So we we will make a promise on the show today, unless we get calls demanding otherwise, 651-646-8255, this will be an Antonio Brown free zone, okay? Oh, an Antonio Brown free zone. All right. Is that fair? Yes. I won't try to convince you. I won't try to push my Antonio Brown views on you. You don't have to push your... Are you saying just that room? Because this room that I'm in is much different. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, I don't think I count, do I? Jonathan has found the fun in bugging Judd. And so it's now become a constant. I can tell. It's only taken five months of you are being pu- full-time. Jonathan has become very good at attempting to push my buttons and then watch me explode and think it's hilarious. That's great. It's you're, great just, you're, just, you're just like Judd's wife then, pretty much. <laughs> Just push, 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 push. She just wants me to be quiet. (laughs) Jonathan wants me to explode. That's the difference. Great radio. That's what a producer is supposed to get. I can tell you guys. I love you. Later on, I'll give a, and and we can have Judd go through these and we'll, we'll all go through these one by one. If it's not Antonio Brown, the Vikings still need a third wide receiver that they can trust. I've got some options too. So yes. So we'll throw out, we've, we've got lists of, of unrestricted free agents, restricted free agents. There's some really interesting names out there. We can go through them later in the show. Did you see what Royce tweeted? In the last, well, let's see, 19 minutes ago. Was it just his photo from a beach in Fort Myers? Yes. I did see that. <laughs> why? Screw everyone who's why covering doing, the Twins right now. Why is he doing things I'm showing Phil right now? But why is he doing things He's like that? He's learning from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Absolutely true. The Cousins tweet last night was hilarious. Did, did you see I, I it? I missed the latest. Jonathan, I, tell uh, Phil. Let me find it was. It I feel like it's become it's become the popular thing to dump on Kirk Cousins. No, but weird this, was, this one game. deserves it. Charles yeah. Oakley even popped in on it. Oh, one. what? Yes, yeah. Charles. Jonathan, Oakley? Find, find it and tell Phil because this one does. Okay, deserve. So Kirk Cousins tweeted last night in 2010. I was mad at King James. He actually added him on Twitter for leaving Cleveland. But I've been in Miami for a total of five minutes, and now I totally understand. <laughs> 
I mean, so let's see here. we're about we're to get eight that. inches of snow. That's a troll job. That's pretty right. funny. So, so Charles Oakley? I didn't yeah, see that I'm one. That's hilarious. Trying to find it again. Well, I, some of the tweets that he's been sending out, I don't understand this thing where it's like he has a social media manager in his ear saying, you got to ask for interaction. And if you get interaction, I, yes. like, then you can grow your followers. Yes. Engagement, engagement. All right, so Charles Oakley, wrong tweet, Casey. Your back not strong enough and your pocket not deep enough, so you need to chill like EPMD. Wow, shots fired by Charles Oakley. <laughs> can you interpret that? I don't for know me? what any of that means. What does that mean? But... You're asking the wrong guy. Okay. okay. Can you go- <laughs> call her new? I have no idea. <laughs> can you just cut and paste that into Google and see if it's lyrics for a song? <laughs> just cut and paste the whole thing, the whole tweet, and put it into Google. There's probably a million people in their cars yelling at us right now. I think now. Phil's right, though. I think you're right. I can't decide That's how. A, it's a group. It's a hip hop group. I'm going to oh, guess okay. it's more the on demand yeah. audience than the live listening audience that knows that. But yeah, <laughs> I can't. It's a hip hop group, and I guess they had a song called Chill Out. I can't decide to Phil's point how, how much of what Kirk is doing is Kirk and how, how much is a person being like, oh, if you want more fans, just tweet more often. Do you think he Googled how to get more social media followers Something. and he's following step by step? Ask engaging tweet questions more often. Tweet, tweet but, but it's like it's the absolute wrong playbook, right? Yeah, it's like just him anyways, enjoy yes. your vacation. You know, I I don't think he's Are you rich. Surprised he's reading the wrong playbook. Oh wow, I don't begrudge him anything, and I don't. Collar gets way more worked up about him than I do. I don't care. But like I saw that last night, and I'm like, really, dude? It's going to snow eight inches here on Wednesday. And and don't tell me that you don't know that it's snowing here, right? And, but but are we Miami? are we really that are we that sensitive that we can't we can't look at? And I know that I made the crack about Pat, but and Derek and everyone else is down there covering the. Twins. And I'm sort of ticked at all of them right now. But are we really that soft and thin skinned that if the quarterback of the Vikings is on his own enjoying a vacation in the Cayman Islands and Miami and wherever he's been the last two weeks? That we have to take it as an affront to us. I don't see that it we as have an to, affront. It, it seems weird to me. But it can't just be that he's having a good time on his vacation. It has to be that he's offending us. Wait a second. It's cold. He should think about us. I'm not offended. I just thought, I find it odd. Okay. just want to make sure offended that we're not coming too, from a place of too You're strong. asking the same state that got mad at Idina Manzel last year for yeah. saying, oh, now I'm real frozen or whatever she tweeted when it was 38 degrees. Yeah, she no, she like, she tweeted, uh, the cold never bothered me anyways. And it was right? like 37, and yeah. then it got super cold, and we're all like, good, yeah. now you can freeze your ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So we'll get we'll get that wide receiver list to uh, to the room here in about an hour from now. We will check in with sun-splashed, but... Hopefully SPF protected. Derek Wetmore. Richie Cunningham. Down in Fort Myers. Uh, Judd's State of the Wild address with the trade deadline looming here in less than a week. And uh, and all kinds of stuff. But earlier on today, in the noon hour of Purple Daily. Purple Daily on Tuesdays is a two-hour show with Matthew Collar and Courtney Cronin. Rotating hosts throughout the week. And you can subscribe to all of our Viking shows. Just search Score North Vikings. S-K-O-R North Vikings. And today, they started off with some... More discussion about why the Vikings should trade for Antonio Brown and uh, and Courtney's thoughts on that, in addition to Matthews. But then Blake Barrett's joined the show, who represents Adam Thielen. He's Adam Thielen's agent. And Blake, we know Blake very well. He's been on a number of podcasts and shows. He's from the Twin Cities. Uh, his office is downtown Minneapolis. He's one of us. And we're going to play. This is a, a fairly lengthy soundbite. It's a minute and a half soundbite. And it's, I don't know, you tell me, Judd, but it's pretty rare that agents will just open up like this about a contract situation. Adam Thielen's under contract for two more years. And Blake Barrett's plainly and flat out says, my client deserves more money, but in the in the most non-agent-y way you could imagine. 
It wasn't like Drew Rosenhaus pounding no, on no, a no. table. No, I thought it was very fair. I agree. And accurate. And, and the only thing that he didn't exactly say what was how soon, because with with his current contract, I can't see this guy actually starting the 2019 season without some type of new compensation deal. So this is Blake Barrett's on the current state of things between Adam Thielen and the Minnesota Vikings. I think everyone knows that Adam deserves a new contract. There's, there, it's not as simple as just doing a, a high-level extension in a vacuum. Um, you know, there's other pieces. And the Vikings have done a phenomenal job of managing their salary cap. You know, Rob Brzezinski is one of the best at, in the game at what he does. And it's not just how do we reward Adam Thielen. It's how do we put our our 53-man roster together that also allows for us to have continued success into the future. And I understand that. You know, I have a job to do, and Rob and Rick and the Vikings have a job to do, and and we respect what each other does. It doesn't mean we always have to agree, uh, but we respect what each other has to do as as our profession. And I, I have a lot of respect for those guys. They've built an unbelievable organization. They've built a really, really good locker room, which I don't think people realize that's not the case everywhere. And this team has has a lot of really good things in place for it. And I know they want to take care of Adam and I know they want Adam there and I know they want to reward Adam and what exactly that looks like. And when that happens, I can't speak to yet, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that um, everyone will come around and do the right thing. There's not, no one's being greedy. No one's um, everyone understands the situation and it's really in their court. I mean, it's not, you know, he has a couple years left on his deal um, but he's he's earned he's earned a significant pay raise. Not to mention what he's done on the field. He he might be one of the best people in the entire National Football League and represents the city and the organization and the state and frankly the entire region uh, unbelievably. So uh, if it was just me sitting in Rick's chair or, or Ziggy or Mark's chair or Rob Brzezinski's chair, it'd be easy easy to write the check to him. But I understand it doesn't happen in a vacuum. So we're all hopeful that it will get done. That's all that I can say. I mean, like, if you would have told me, okay, blank player's agent, blank, went on a sports talk show and talked about how his client, blank, wants more money from blank, even though he's still under contract for two more years, I would have said, oh, God, spare me, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Why would, like, but because it's Adam Thielen, Blake Barrett's, and the tone of his comments and the way he lays it out and very matter-of-factly and says, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to both sides that when he signed that contract, he was not the player that he is now. And I totally understand where the Vikings are going to be coming from because they operate within a salary cap constraint and they've got all kinds of other things to worry about. He literally laid out all the cards and and put it out there on Purple. If you want the full interview, you can go you just go subscribe to Score North Vikings and listen to today's Purple Daily episode. But I was impressed by what he said. And he's right. He's a thousand percent right. Uh, in listening to that, though, do, do you get the feeling in your gut a little bit that something is basically a, a lo- um, along the way of being done? Like, I, I, there's no way the Vikings, the Vikings are very good about retaining and I think for the most part being fair with, with players that they value a lot, i.e. Stefan Diggs, right? There's no way a year ago in July that you could give Diggs the contract that you did and be like, well, Th- Thielen will work it out in three years. I mean, his contract is is massively underwhelming when it comes to what he's making. In fact, 
I am looking at it now. The deal itself was worth a total. The total was $19.2 million. Odell Beckham Jr. He, makes $18 million yeah, a year, by yeah, the way. The annual contract value of the Thielen deal, 4.8. Yeah. Okay. So I also wonder if beginning the day that Diggs essentially got his contract, if there were talks in place to say, okay, it's not going to get done this year, but it's going to get done before 2019 because it's, it's not like it's a good contract and you're saying, okay, he's outperformed the contract and he really deserves a new contract, but he's getting a decent amount, a chunk of change. He is so underwhelmingly paid right now for his production that I would not be surprised if a new deal gets done in, let's say, March or April or so, something. But here's the thing. Here's the wrench I'm going to throw into this because mm-hmm. everything Blake Barrett's laid out is accurate. Adam Thielen is underpaid relative to the market. Adam Thielen is one of the best ambassadors for not only the Vikings, but the state of Minnesota and maybe even the NFL. He's just a good guy and a great story. He's all these things. And the Vikings probably should look in a perfect world to compensate Adam Thielen for all those things and make Adam Thielen happy. But here's the wrench, okay? When you have an asset who's that good and also that far below what his market value would be, it gives you the freedom to go out and sign other players and fill your roster. When we see some of these quarterbacks on these rookie contracts, the Russell Wilsons, right. look at all the teams right now that have the luxury of a vastly underpaid quarterback allowing them roster flexibility. Pat Mahomes, underpaid. Uh, Deshaun Watson is underpaid. Jared Goff is underpaid. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings have a pretty similar situation. I know he's not a quarterback, but Adam Thielen makes... $4 million a year on average on his current contract. In fact, I have to scroll down like a full page. He, he's the bottom of page two of the wide receiver salary rankings. He makes $14 million less. Actually, it's it's $13.2 million less per year on an average annual basis than Odell Beckham Jr. And that allows you to sign Riley Reef over here. It allows you to go sign Sheldon Richardson over there to plug into your defensive tackle spot. So how it obligated does. should the Vikings feel? Very. Okay. Here, here's the wrench to your wrench. The the players on their first contracts who are are not paid or not compensated what they necessarily should be are on their first contracts. This is not his first contract, so I think there's a difference. There. It is a contract that he agreed to, however. It, it, it is, but but he agreed to, to that at a time where I think he was a good ascending player. He has become a very good player, and I, the Vikings, to me, in watching how they operate. Unless they don't like you and you've got no future with said team, are not going to screw you on purpose. And Thielen's contract now is a screw job. It's not good. So I, I really don't believe with the way that they operate that they did the Diggs contract and and basically sat down that day and said, We're picking Diggs. I think they probably told Thielen's people, We'll come back, take care of you next year. Uh, if this was his rookie contract, I would say he's going to have to play this out. He's he's going to get through five years. The fifth, fifth year of that contract, he'll be pretty well compensated. And then in year six, he'll be very well compensated. But I really believe in listening to Barris's comments there that you are, you're hearing a guy who knows what the price of poker is and probably has knowledge of what's to come. Because if you're feeling, Phil, it would be irresponsible in my mind to take the field in 2019 with this current contract. It would be irresponsible. Like, there there comes a point in time where it's just not fair. This is not fair. 
And well, you could argue that he is still set up for long term. Like the fact that he's banked get, ten million dollars, right? But you still could get hurt on this contract. This is this is a contract that has been so outperformed that I don't think that he's going to have to play with with this contract for yeah. another game. I isn't, really don't. Isn't it funny though that we're all of us are sitting here saying, "God dang it, that guy Adam Thielen." He's already. I know he's making four point eight million dollars, but that guy deserves to make a lot more money. Well, what's Diggs' contract? And, you know, and, and in baseball, when players are on their, you know, the the first six, once they get to the big leagues, the clock ticks for six years, six years, and you're getting paid five hundred thousand dollars and five hundred. Like nowhere in Twins' recent history did I ever hear anyone saying, you know, Joe Maurer's got two batting titles. And you know why? That guy really deserves you know about why? fifteen million more dollars. Fair or not fair, the reason why is our perception is baseball players aren't going to break down. Now that's not fair, and and when it comes to pitchers, lots of times it's just flat out wrong. But I think the football conversation revolves around the fact of one hit to his knee, he could be done. And we don't think of baseball like that, right? Sure. Like Joe, Joe had concussions, but until that happened, we never thought, oh, and, and in baseball too, and this is unfair as well, in baseball too, you're injury prone. Like if you can't stay healthy, why can't that guy stay healthy? In football, it's like, oh my God, he got hit and he's done. Yeah. Well, it, so I think it's the difference in perception of the sport and the danger of that sport. The list of players. So I've got a, a, a two, well, it's actually a multi-page list here from overthecap.com. Just list of wide receivers and how much money they make, average annual value. I'm going to start on page two. So forget about Odell Beckham Jr. and Julio Jones. I'm going to start on page two. All right. Here are the names you have to read until you get to Adam Thielen. And he's handled, he's handled this very well. His agent, obviously, is handling this very well. Yep. I mean, hell, they agreed to the contract. Emmanuel Sanders, who's like 90. Tyler Lockett. Randall Cobb. Dante Moncrief. Pierre Garçon. Uh, Quincy Inunua. Yeah. Marquise Lee. Marvin Jones. Paul Richardson. Albert Wilson. Kenny Stills. Broken down Jordy Nelson. Tavon Austin. What happened to that guy? Yeah, he, he was supposed to be the next Percy. Remember um, that? Yeah. The next Percy Harvin, Tavon Austin, not so much. Michael Crabtree, Robert Woods, Muhammad Sanu, also about 90. I was going to say, how? Muhammad Sanu? Yeah. Who's he with now? Falcons? Okay. Was he with the Falcons? Okay. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, Corey Davis, that's a rookie contract. Marquise Goodwin, Golden Tate, Danny Amendola, Travis Benjamin, Amari Cooper, Alan Hearns, Julian Edelman, Seth Roberts, John Brown, Ryan Grant, Torrey Smith. Mike Williams, and then you get to Adam Thielen, and that's only wow. page two. <laughs> wow! So let's see. He signed that contract in 2017. So what type type of year was he coming off of in 2016? That might have been the like the 50 catch year where he went for so 800 yards. Yeah. Let's uh, we're gonna we're gonna check in with Derek Wetmore on a newsy week in Fort Myers in just a second here. But it's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami is out today under the weather. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Mike, you're on the show. Oh, we need to uh, pod Mike up there. Can we pod Mike up, Jonathan? Jonathan's got like nine computers and on the phone over there. Hey, Mike, what's going on, man? Soccer. You guys got me there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, um, yeah. Obviously, Adam's outperformed his contract, and this is one of those cases where he, it's perfectly reasonable to go back and renegotiate and say, hey, come on, do something better for me, no doubt. So my question is, we hear about guys blowing up and then coming back and saying, I'm not going to play until I get more money, even though I'm under contract. Where's the flip side of that for the owners, where they sign a guy and he completely tanks and, you know, underperforms? They're stuck, right? Is there any flip side to that? In football? 
Well, in any major sport, football, in football, baseball, there there is because contracts are not guaranteed. So if you most aren't, if you start to stink, I can cut you, and you're gone. That that's the thing about baseball too. When you sign your contract in baseball, no matter how much it might not be completely fair, you get every last cent, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, like Manny Machado just signed for three hundred million dollars. Manny yep. Machado could get hit by a bus tomorrow, and his family is going to get three hundred million dollars, right? If Thielen go- goes out and and plays un- under this contract in a preseason game and blows his knee out, guess what he gets? An injury settlement of some sort. He still gets something, but the fact is, is in football, that's the one sport where if you can, you, you have to watch out for yourself because if you get hurt, you can be done. Here's a, 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 I love this question. This is from Billy. He tweets at Score North, S K O R North. He says, This is essentially Adam's rookie contract in a way because, you know, he didn't sign like a four year deal out of the draft. So in some ways, this is his rookie contract. He wasn't contributing during his rookie deal because he was on practice squads. Does Adam's age give you pause in a new big deal? Without looking, how old do you guys think Adam Thielen's going to be this season? Late 20s. Like how, yeah, how, oh, pick 20, a number. 27, 28, 28. I was going to say 26. He'll be 29 when the season starts. Okay. And I would not have guessed. I would have said 27, right? So if we're talking about a multi-year deal and now all of a sudden he's 29 instead of 26, 27. These are all things that factor in for okay. sure. So Diggs got in, in July of last year, Diggs got a five-year extension, 72 million um, was the total deal. 40 million in total guarantees. And Diggs is 25, by the way. Okay. He'll And he'll be 25 until November 29th. Okay, I, did, so, I did not know those guys were four so, years apart. So would you give uh, would you give Thielen, if you tore up this contract, three years? Three years and make him one of the 10 highest paid receivers in the NFL? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. I think that's fair. I know initially people said, well, if Diggs gets this, then Thielen gets this. I don't think it's that simple. Well, I think term, you have to say... The term would, would not be the same. Yeah, you'd have to say to Thielen, listen, man, we love you, but you're almost 30. Right. This guy over here was 24 when he signed the contract. So if you want that full interview, Blake Barrett's was wonderful, and Purple Daily is the only daily Viking show you're going to find in town. And you can find it live on Score North on 1500 every day at noon. And also streaming on YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. And you can find it on demand on the Score North Vikings feed anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. Derek Wetmore will fill us in on the latest on Miguel Sano's Achilles injury. Apparently he was in a walking boot today. so we'll, Of course he was. We'll, uh, we'll get to that. And also, uh, what, what does it mean? Should, should the Twins have been in? I mean, Ten years, $300 million is what we talked about on this show months ago for Manny Machado. Should the Twins have been in now that you know that it was 10 years, $300 million, all those things? Uh, Mackie and Joe with Rami. Let's talk about what's on the TCL TV here for a brief moment. In fact, I'm going to do a live demo for you guys because right now we've got it still on the purple daily screen. But that's the beauty of this TCL remote. You get the built-in Roku device um, inside the TCL TV. Ours is a 55-inch uh, TCL Roku TV. So all you have to do to get to your cable slash satellite channels, you click the home button. And you toggle over, let's see, one button over, and there's cable box. Well, let's click that and see what happens. Oh, oh there we are. Box. Oh, nice. Very easy. What do we got on here now? We we're watching uh, Paramount Network, and uh, we got some Big Ten Live. I know Judd loves the Will Kane show. Oh, Will Kane show. Yep. I'm taping it, so I mean, don't it, spoil it Okay, me. I won't. I won't spoil it. You get access to thousands of streaming channels, and with one click of a button, you can toggle back and forth between the streaming channels and your cable slash satellite menu. 
It's very easy. There's a reason why TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. Find out more at any major local retailer in the Twin Cities or TCLUSA.com. It's Maggie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com and down in Fort Myers. As we sit here and brace for like the 11th blizzard of the week, it feels like, or of the month. Like we've had three blizzards this month. It's ridiculous. And there's one tomorrow and one Saturday. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at one of the photos that Derek Wetmore sent earlier today from Fort Myers, and I couldn't count any clouds. So screw you, Derek. But also, uh, welcome to the show. Manny Machado, 10 years, $300 million, San Diego Padres. How close were the Twins? <laughs> uh, how close were the Twins? Well, it might be as close as the St. Paul Saints, who I don't know if you guys saw their tweet earlier today after the news. The Twins might have come as close as the Saints, who tweeted earlier today, darn, just 10 years and $300 million short. <laughs> That's pretty just good. That's not bad. Close, yes. Hey, if you're, if you're Manny Machado and his agency representing him and the St. Paul Saints give you a compelling offer to play some summer ball in Lower Town St. Paul, I think you have to strongly consider it. As If you are get, given the option of playing with craft beer in play during games, absolutely. That's right. Uh, Derek, should, to uh, piggyback off Phil's question, should the Twins have been close? Because this is not, you know, this is not the Yankees, this is not the Red Sox, this is not the Dodgers swooping in. This is the Padres. When you look at a 26-year-old who at the, um, I believe this says, a contract and out after five years, but if he stays for all 10, he will be 36, not 40 at the end. When we see the totals here, should the Twins have been in play? The Twins, I think, should have made a play at a superstar this winter. I would have chosen Bryce Harper, but I could see the reasoning for why someone would want Manny Machado. Um, He's absolutely going to be a superstar for them for the foreseeable future, and they're going to pay him like that. But the way I keep thinking about what the Twins are saying, I I think they're just showing us all their cards, Judd. When they say at Twins Fest, when Thad Levine gets on a stage and says, we have to carefully consider, because if we're going to make a bid for a superstar... We got to really, really think about it because you can't really be wrong on one of those in a market like Minnesota or San Diego, for that matter. They can afford it, yeah, but if if it, they didn't pick the right person at the right time, you could see how it hamstring them. So Thad Levine tells a crowd of people, and I think we have to take them at word. They're trying to figure out first the who. Do they have the right person in place that they want to place their bet on? Do they want to sort of throw in their chips and say, "All right, this is it." Here's our window. This is our guy. Let's build around him like the Padres are doing right now. If they do think that they have the right who, and I think the Twins think Manny Machado is a very good baseball player, then they have to get the when right, that Levine said. And that's the part that I think that the Twins are going to contend that, hey, we're just, this is not the spot. I do think they'll make a bid for a superstar in the future, Judd. I I absolutely believe that they're going to try to put themselves in a spot for, you know, Next year's class is led by Nolan Arenado, just to pick a name, like a, a great, great baseball player that you could go make a huge bid for in free agency. But you can't dip into that pool twice, I'm told, if you're the Twins. And so for that reason, I'm not offended that they didn't make a big bid for Manny Machado here. So 10 years, $300 million was the exact contract that we debated on our show and on Touch em All months ago, back in August and September. And I, I've gone back and forth a little this offseason on – 
how aggressive the Twins should be, but I the but but I will I will stand by my original opinion that ten years, three hundred million dollars is not too much for a Manny Machado type player, especially considering his age. He's in his mid twenties, um, so there's that side of it. But Derek, there's also a handful of teams in baseball that constantly make the same mistake of trying to fix a broken franchise by signing free agents. The Blue Jays do this all the time. The Marlins do it once in a while. I feel like the Angels do it, too, uh, on, on a pretty high level with Albert Pujols and C.J. Wilson. And the Padres are definitely on that list. Let's fix a bad franchise by bringing in Matt Kemp. Or that might have been a different circumstance. I think the Dodgers paid the Padres for Matt Kemp. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't think it's a bad signing. But I also think that the Padres shouldn't be the model franchise by which like Twins fans should say, well, look what they're doing. The Twins should do that. That's right. Last year, they made the big bid for Eric Hosmer, and I guess, I, I don't know if they're already regretting it, but I don't look at Eric Hosmer and think, whoa, superstar, uh, let's pay this guy the big bucks. So I guess I don't know where I fall on this, because you mentioned them being sort of a broken franchise. Hosmer may be just an example of that, but I actually view the Padres and, and frankly, all of baseball now as wising up beyond just trying to fix or, or band-aid over a weak foundation of a franchise by signing free agents. I, I think that's one of the problems we're seeing in baseball now is you're not going to overpay for that guy unless he's your guy at your time. Uh, so a lot of teams not even trying to win a World Series in 2019, and that's costing players real money on the market. Um, I think the Padres now are a little bit different in that they have arguably the best farm system in baseball. There are some evaluators who say it's the best. And they're basically saying, okay, over the course of Manny's career here in San Diego, over the next at least five years, possibly ten, we're going to have some of these guys come into their own and be young, cost-controlled, awesome players that give a ton of surplus value. Then you can afford a Manny Machado contract, an Eric Hosmer contract, you could probably go trade for an established pitcher if you wanted to. And now you've got a 25-man roster that can contend with the big boys. So I think it's maybe becoming a model that some other teams are going to try to copy. I would say the Twins are probably in that list, too, with their farm system the way it is. They're just, they just weren't ready to fire that bullet in the way that San Diego was. I do kind of think this is not a uh, fix-a-problem free agent. This is... Oh boy, I don't know when we're going to get a 26-year-old shortstop, a crack at a real superstar again. Let's lock in this guy now and let the rest of our core sort of catch up with him and grow into it as a team. Speculate on for me, boys. If the, if Sano and Buxton were coming off good years, let, let's say we knew that they were both either very good or just damn good, okay? And they're not both coming off bad years. How much different is the approach to guys like Machado right now by the Twins if they definitively knew that they could say, we've got two stars, and thus if we add a superstar, we're at a much different place than right now? Can I, Derek, I'm going to take a crack at that first because as much as I think the Twins are on the right track with Derek Falvey and Thad Levine and the young core, I I think the Twins have a chance to make the playoffs this season. I do think the way that they're setting up this talker of, well, the, when the window is open, then we'll pounce. I, I do think they'll pounce, but I don't think they're pouncing for $300 million contracts. So if 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 you knew that Miguel Sano was a stud and Byron Buxton was getting MVP votes, does that then mean that the twin, oh, the window's open, therefore Manny Machado, 10 years, $300 million. I still think, Derek, the answer is no. Well, there's a report out there that the White Sox 
I don't know if this is true. I haven't checked in with Kenny Williams, but the White Sox offered eight years and two fifty, so a higher average annual value than what the Padres ended up giving him. But there just weren't as many guarantees in that contract. A lot of escalators and things like that, incentive packages. It'd be interesting. I mean, you mentioned they're not going to dole out three hundred, but this Twins front office would absolutely be willing to throw big money around and get creative, based on everything I've heard behind the scenes. It. Might not be that ten and three hundred. I I don't know. I I don't think that they would be in on that. But to Judd's question, if you knew what sort of your core was right now, and and you had a little more certainty surrounding uh, Miguel Sano, who's in a protective boot here in camp, or Byron Buxton, who didn't have a hundred plate appearances last year, if you had some assurances on there, I do think that you would be making a run at one of these guys, or like a a Patrick Corbin, or you'd really load up and try to trade for a JT Real Muto as a catcher, something to really make a meaningful, significant in, uh, upgrade to your 2019 roster and beyond. I, I don't know. Maybe it just does come back to that timing of we don't know what these guys are. Kirilov might be a year away in the minor leagues. Royce Lewis might be a couple years away in the minor leagues. And once we sort of have that picture clarified a little bit well then maybe that's the time to shoot for the stars and try to go get a like i mentioned a nolan arenado maybe next winter or something like that still even if you had those guys lined up right now judd i'm not sure manny machado is the guy necessarily just because of cost and and what you think you can get from jorge polanco jonathan scope on much 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 cheaper deals and then it let me let me make a football comparison real quick, not to ramble, but like the Russell Wilson effect in Seattle where you can have a great quarterback on a rookie contract is one of the biggest values in sports. You can then afford to go upgrade the rest of your roster. You can add on the offensive line. You can spend big money on defensive players. That's sort of happening in baseball right now. You get a superstar, an MVP caliber player on a very team-friendly deal, you're allowed to go upgrade the rest of your roster with a lot more cash. I kind of think that's the spot that the Twins are trying to set themselves up for in the future. I just don't really feel like they're there right now. Listen, Derek, we are a sophisticated sports talk show. You don't have to dumb it down with football analogies for us to understand. Okay? <laughs> don't tell Matthew do Collar. Who do you think? Yeah, exactly. You're on the wrong show. You, you, you can dumb down his show. Um, Derek Wetmore's down in Fort Myers covering Twin Spring Training for Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You can find his Twins Minutes every single day. It's a one-minute twin show that Derek does on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook, in addition to his written content and uh, and podcast. So you just glossed over something a couple minutes ago. In a season in which Miguel Sano's career hangs in the balance and staying healthy is the single most important thing, stay in shape and stay healthy, he shows up with a laceration on the back of his foot, and now he's in a walking boot. That doesn't feel like a good omen to start the season. Yeah, not a great omen. Uh, it's like a protective boot. The Twins did say that there's not any, you know, ligament damage or anything like that. It's just a cut that keeps, you know, reopening if it's exposed and if it stretches. Thad Levine told me yesterday on Touch 'Em All that they're really going to play it conservatively at the beginning of spring because they want to make sure that wound heals 100% and he's ready to hit the ground running. Not, hey, yeah, let's make sure you get your ground balls in on what, February 18th, February 19th, make sure you get those grounders in. And, oh, if you cut open your ankle or your heel and you have to miss the first couple weeks of the season, no big deal. The Twins are taking the exact opposite approach. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. This was kind of it. I will say 
not to uh, not to defend Miguel Sano or carry any water for him, but a lot of people I've talked to down here mention him just really getting after it this winter, that he really took seriously the challenge to get in the gym, to condition. I heard he took up yoga this winter as really changing over his off-season routine. And you'd think that that light bulb should have gone on a couple of years ago, but from everything I've heard, it really went on this winter for him, and he invested himself into getting into camp in the right spot. Just the way the Twins are classifying it, a bit of a minor speed bump that he comes with a cut on his foot or his ankle or his heel. I haven't seen the cut. Um, So they're being careful, but if you look past that sort of speed bump, which is the easy joke, uh, they're very, very optimistic with the winter that Sano put in to, to put himself into, quote, the best shape of his life, boys. Yoga, wow. yoga, huh? Hmm. Yeah, yoga. Warrior three, yeah, I don't know. one with the twins. Can you imagine a guy his size stretching out on the yoga mat? And uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to spend too I much could time. I could go without envisioning it. Miguel yeah. Sano in the downward dog pose. Just uh, stay healthy. Just stay healthy, okay? Uh, one last thing on the Machado contract, and I've heard this a couple of places today. I get it, all right? It's a huge contract. That's great. But can we not all assume now that there's not going to be a strike or, or that that the um, or that the Players Association is going to, to be fine now? I mean, there are still guys without jobs. This is an issue. The health of the game financially, I don't think, guys, is in question. So... I hear baseball people today saying, well, this proves it. There won't be a strike now. It's all great. All right, let's take a step back. And and the fact that Machado just signed today and that Harper is still going to sign is a problem. So I'm not guaranteeing a strike, but I also think that it's a bit on the naive side to just say because this contract got done, everything is all well and good and fine. Yeah, somebody characterized it to me the other day, Judd, that I'm, listen, I'm 27, so I haven't really lived in a world consciously where baseball players decided, nope, this isn't working for us unless you have to go back to 1994. So it, let me ask you, Judd, like what, what is the tension compare now? Because when I hear some of these issues that are coming up, free agents not getting paid and sort of, I'll call them middle-class free agents, yep. not finding any job and having to settle for a minor league deal with a spring invite. I would just think if I was a player, I'd be awfully fed up with the system right now and willing to do something drastic to try to fix it in my favor. Yes. Uh, does this compare at all to, to what it was like in the 93, then into 1994? Here's the difference. Uh, the players are just as mad now. The difference is the the people that lead the union are not as strong. Tony Clark is not Don Fair. So, sure. So the issue becomes if these guys go and toughen up, the, the head of the PA, that's where it's going to reach a tipping point. So I would say that the players are just as mad or or perhaps more publicly outraged than they were back in the day, but the, the people that lead the PA are not as strong, and so if the players go and decide to bolster that, that's where it's going to get ugly potentially because if the union comes back and plays hardball and is smart, that's where a, a lockout and or strike will occur, I think, Derek. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I'm nervous. You guys know I'm kind of like the conservative, nervous guy. But in this case, I mean, I'm trying to cover baseball for a living here, and I don't see any way they avoid a strike right now with this. Like, the way the tensions are, the fact that Manny Machado has to wait till February 19th right. and everyone agrees he's a superstar, uh, that's problematic to me. The fact that a lot of good players are settling for a $5 million deal or these young players are accepting contract extensions before they get even close to free agency – 
just so they can guarantee a payday. And that would that would make me nervous if I was somebody making a living on Major League Baseball, and that's where that's just where I'm afraid that this is headed. Uh, I, I guess I can't pretend to know what both sides are thinking uh, that long that far out in the future, but. I would say the fact that Manny signed and got a reported $300 million, good for the players, good for the game, good for fans. The fact that it happened on February 19th and Bryce is still out there and a number of different good players that could help a team win are still out there, that part's a little more problematic. All right, Derek, before we let you go, give us our daily williams Astadio update here. He, so he took Jose Barrios deep in live BP yesterday and Trevor May. Uh, any, other, any other pitchers fell victim to him today? Saw him walk up there, do a little live BP. I did not see any balls leave the park today. I I didn't watch the full round of BP. There's a lot of other things to go keep tabs on here other than our guy, Williams Estadio. But I did not see him take anybody yard today. Okay, that's unfortunate. Stock, well, stock hey, watch. There's still walk. plenty of spring <laughs> training out. left. I'm sure he can uh, get a few more bat flips and hair flips in before it's all said and done. Plenty of contact, Derek. That's uh, the key. Plenty of contact. Derek, next time we have you on, can we have you read mean tweets from people on Twitter just commenting on your complexion? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. I saw some of those, and uh, gosh, people are savage. People are people are pretty mean. <laughs> but <It's> like, <laughs> I think they're funny. Yeah, they're funny. They're funny. But I it's think like, are funny. I mean, I can read, and you wouldn't say that to <laughs> me in real life and then run away. So, yeah, well, let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. See you, Derek. Bye, Derek. Thanks, guys. All right. Derek Wetmore from Fort Myers. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North. Hey, Minnesota sports fans. Phil Mackie here introducing you to the all-new Score North on 1500. Well, you'll find Purple Daily at noon, Matthew Collar 2-4, to four, and Mackie and Jeb with Rami from 4-6. to six. Over at scorenorth.com, that's S-K-O-R, in addition to great written content, you'll find some of the most entertaining local Minnesota sports podcasts. Purple Podcast, Raised by Wolves, Myron Medcalf on Hoops, Touch them all, Royce Unchained, and plenty more. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Score North. Minnesota Sports, anytime, anywhere. All right, thank you, Jonathan. Got a list coming up here shortly at the top of the next hour of wide receiver three options that aren't Antonio Brown, so we can appease the Judd Zilgads. Actual number three options. As opposed to number one options who would masquerade as third options. Right, and I would argue you on this, but we said it's an Antonio Brown free zone today. Oh, the Mackie darn and Jeb it. with Rami show. Oh, darn, okay. Yep. Uh, Rami is uh, under the weather today. He'll be back. Actually, you, you're going to be in New York. You're traveling with the Wild this week. We're going to get your State of the Wild address later. Yeah, on the I'm show. leaving on, I'm actually, I'm going on Thursday, so I'll be here tomorrow, and then I'm going to leave on Thursday with the uh, bride to go to New York, and we're going to catch the Wild and Rangers at the Garden on Thursday night. Are you, uh, I asked you this before, but have you decided, are you going to make it a back to back as the Wolves play the Knicks also in New York? You could just. There's a good possibility, yes. There's a good possibility. The question becomes the Garden's fun, but the Knicks are god awful. So do I really want to see the Knicks? Well, like, it's like a the Knicks, good are, chance for the Wolves to win a game. That's very true. That's very true. There is a because we're we're going to uh, we're going to a play on Saturday, so there's a good chance that I'm going to try and go hockey, basketball, back to back on Thursday, Friday. Uh, have you? Got, I, I'm I haven't read the whole article, but there is an ESPN the magazine piece that came out today about Tim Donahue. Yeah, I've not the, read it, but yes, I saw it. It's the inside story about how Tim Donahue conspired to fix NBA games as a ref 20 years ago in the late 90s, I think early 2000s. Mm-hmm. There's a quote in here. You want to get paid, then you got to cover the bleep and spread. And it's all about how Tim Donahue wound up 
fixing and manipulating games at the end. And I find this so fascinating because NBA refs, almost every call you make, except for out-of-bounds calls, is a subjective call. Mm -hmm. You could find fouls on almost anything because there's so much contact, and you're trying to decide, did the contact influence the play did it you know if someone gets slapped on the arm when they're shooting okay that's a pretty objective you just you call it right but you can call a lot of things you're right yes um but do you think tim donahue was a was a rogue agent or do you think this is something that in the dark circles of of sports how many hundreds of referees are there if you look at top college events and and nba and those guys make well not the college ones but like you can make some decent money as a referee but I would think that it's very easy to get to one and say, "Listen, no one's watching this uh, this this Raptors and uh, Bucks game tonight. No one really cares. Yeah, this Actually, ja- people care about that game, but, but like, like the Hawks and the Knicks. This Jazz game's a really late start. Who's yeah. really watching that game? It's not on national TV. It, 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 it should be a six point game instead of a ten point game. Answer to your question is this: There are things in life that we don't like to think about, and this is one. So I don't know. Like, it'd be very simple to say, of course this is a rogue agent. This doesn't happen. This, you know, they'd find out, right? They'd find out. I don't know. Do I want to think about sports that I watch being fixed? Absolutely not. I, If you recall, and correct me if you you remember this differently, but I think this all came to a head circa 2007, correct? Yeah. Yes. At that time, and unless I'm wrong here, I was amazed with how quickly the story went away. Like, it was a big deal, but... The NBA didn't want it around very No, long. right, but I mean, this is fixing games. This is this is calling into question what makes you. Like, this isn't PEDs, right? Like, a player, okay, a player cheats, does PEDs. That bothers us, uh, but this is actually the score of the game or the point spread of the game is decided... And I remember thinking to myself, it's really weird that this story, for as big of a deal as it truly was, had a shelf life that I didn't think was that long. I'm just going to read a couple excerpts here because it's this is this has to be a thousands and thousands word long story. It's crazy long, and I'm only maybe a quarter of the way through. I just scrolled down from 2003 to 2007. This is a quote from the story: Any game in which Tim Donaghy reffed, we had a wager on said an anonymous member of the Animals Gambling Syndicate. (laughs) So Batista is the name of one of the figures here. Usually watch these games at home, but sometimes not. Watching would give him uh, a GITA, A-G-I-T-A. Oh, heart problems. Parpatels? Yeah. Okay. Heart problems. He said at which point he'd have to turn off the TV. Quote, I remember being like, oh bleep, he's getting out of hand. It was too obvious. I was like, if anyone's watching this, we've got a problem. And still it went on. Donaghy in Dallas on January 30th calling one foul against the home team and 12 against Seattle, including six straight against the Sonics when the margin was 13 or fewer. Favored by 12, Dallas covering. Donaghy in Miami calling 12 fouls against visiting Charlotte, two against the Heat, the Heat covering. Donaghy in Toronto calling four fouls against the visiting Nets top scorer, Vince Carter, forcing him to the bench. The last one called by Donaghy when the ref was on the opposite side of the floor with the Raptors like leading naked, by three. It's like a naked gun strike zone. <laughs> it's like the naked gun. He pulls out the binoculars. Fall! <laughs> Vince Carter. <laughs> I'm arm. laughing, but money now pouring into games Donaghy is refereeing. 
The lines during the trading sessions swinging violently, like stocks beset by takeover rumors, widening and narrowing by 1.5, 3, 4.5, even 5 points, unheard of in the NBA, except in the case of significant player injuries. Um, and there's so much more, like... So when and then Donahue, start- hold on, Donahue whistling fouls on the visiting Heat twelve times in Madison Square Garden compared to four against the Knicks. The Knicks covering, uh, let's see, Donahue on March fourteenth in Indianapolis calling four straight fouls in the fourth against underdog Pacers when they were losing by six to the visiting Wizards, favored by six. So when did this start <laughs> to get flagged? Can you find that? Um, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. But I can't wait to settle in. But later weren't you surprised? But weren't you guys surprised that at that time? I seem to recall this. This was a big deal for a brief period of time. But this is this goes to the very heart of the sport. Like there's nothing more egregious than this. Oh six oh seven is kind of when it popped. Okay. When finally investigators well, he was calling got Vince Carter across the court for a foul. Vince Carter's not even in the game. But fourth foul, <laughs> technical. You're gone. Carl what? Anthony Towns, you're out. Why? I'm sitting here. <laughs> foul. But imagine that this, this dude ref, according to the group that had him stuck, basically every game he refed for a five year span yep. from 2003 through through 2007. So all the games in that stretch, he had some sort of uh, either he had action in or he was the point man for a group that had action sure. on the game the and they were paying compensating him in some way. My God. Yeah, this is one of those stories, like you said, it kind of went away and he never got the full details. But like th- This is the type of thing that can bring down the league for an extended period of time. Because if you think about it, what's worse than this? Like, if you don't have faith that you're going, if you turn on a game or you go to a game, and now you've lost faith that that game is being officiated and or called on the up and up, what's the belief? Yeah. It's yeah. wrestling. He wrote a book, right? He wrote a kind of a tell-all book? Yes. Okay. Yes, he did. Uh, 651-646-8255 are the phone lines for Mackie and Judd with Rami. And just a couple uh, quick plugs. Derek Wetmore has been down in Fort Myers covering the Minnesota Twins. You can find his Twins Minute in video form on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're throwing it up on our YouTube page. We've uh, we've stepped up our YouTube game in the last month or so. YouTube.com slash score north, S-K-O-R north. So we would appreciate a subscription if you're into YouTube sort of things. Uh, Facebook and also earlier today... Adam Thielen's agent, Blake Barrett's, made an appearance on Purple Daily. We played some clips off the top of our show. It was wonderful. He, in the most tactful, open way possible, said, my client needs a new contract. But the way he said it was worth going back and listening to if, you, uh, if you're if you into the Very Vikings. rational. It was. Not, not upset. And you can, find, calm. you can find all of our Viking shows, including Score North, which is a daily Viking show, on scorenorth.com and subscribe to the Score North Vikings show's feed anywhere you find podcasts. When we come back in this Antonio Brown free zone today that we have cultivated, Judd. Thank God. We have the Vikings need a third wide receiver. Yes, they do. And we have a bunch of free agent options. Let's go through some of the options and see what we think, what's realistic, who is out there that the Vikings could bring. But let's first talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities. That would be Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. And now until the end of the month, you have a chance to get $1,000 off service if you get your car serviced at Luther Brookdale Toyota. That's right. Toyota will pick up the tab on up to $1,000 worth of service. So if you've been putting off maintenance and various items that have been on your list, well, this is a good chance. You go in, you've entered to win. Some restrictions do apply. So 
Uh, make sure you get the full rundown there. But you get a chance to get $1,000 off service right now on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. It's also... Uh, it's also the month where they will turn a light off that you might have a question about in your car. Like I have had this light on that I've been wondering about. I think it's tire pressure, but I need to get my car into Luther Brookdale Toyota lights out at Luther. They'll tell me why the lights on and they'll give me a free, no obligation estimate on how they can turn it off. Very easy. 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale Toyota.